I am Benjamin Light. I am Marco Sparks. And this is Bros Watch PLL2. All right, so today, S3E20. Back from a short little vacation here. We're going to be talking about hot water. Mm-hmm. The Dark Spencer saga not only continues, you could say that's even heating up. Can I ask you a question, Marco? Please. Do you get like a nickel every time you say the Dark Spencer saga? I do. I get a piece of that action. Okay. That's just checking. Can I get a cut on that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. We'll talk later. Um, so do you want to talk about your theory again? In case there's some confusion. Oh, yeah. So we got a review on iTunes. Somebody likes the podcast except for this dumb theory we keep bringing up. So I figure we should probably at least talk about that a little. Um, I, I guess the, the one thing we never bring up when we mention the theory, we kind of explain it. And when we say the theory, we mean this idea that Arya and Emily, or Arya and Hannah are the same person and Spencer and Emily are the same person that Hannah and Emily are kind of like their imagined selves. Um, here's the thing about this theory. We don't actually think the show is going to do this. Right. Uh, it's really for us just a fun way to analyze the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I can see why people wouldn't like that, especially if you're like a Hannah fan. You're like, you're saying Hannah's not real. Um, so I get that. Uh, for, for us, I, I think it's just a way for us to kind of diagram how the various liars interact. I mm-hmm. think, and I, I do think it's correct analysis to say that Arya and Hannah are kind of closer together and, and Spencer and Emily are closer together than the other connections. Um, yeah. I mean, we're just talking about the similarities and it's a way to view and break down their friendship as a quartet. Mm-hmm. We're not claiming by any means that the show is going to pull like a sixth sense. I would fall right out of my chair if that ever actually happened. That'd be bonkers. I would give all of my money, all of it, to I, Marlene King, if she did that. You, or, you would just walk the earth as a homeless man if yeah, that happened. I would like some kind of disciple of her, some kind of mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even if Arya ended up being A, I think I might even do that. But uh, we... We used to break down that theory and just kind of give that caveat, you know, every five episodes or whatever. And then we've kind of stretched it much longer. So just on the offhand, any new listeners are coming in and you're confused because we keep talking about so-and-so as so-and-so's tulpa or other. We're not directly claiming that. Mm-hmm. You know. it, it's just our little fun thing. Uh, also, of course, uh, Spencer is a killer. Arya's A. That's the other half of the theory. Apparently, a lot of people hate the Arya as A theory, at least according to Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I, I like it just because it's so much fun to imagine that Arya is evil. It, it makes all of her scenes more interesting. Because if you're just watching some, like, Fitz nonsense, that shit can get tedious. But if you're imagining the whole time that Arya is, like, plotting A moves, then it just gets more fun, you know? Well- what you're claiming is that there's a world out there where Arya is like hormonally sinister with no purpose. <laughs> I much prefer that she has a master plan that well, is diabolical. And Lucy Hale does so many weird, interesting, wonderful things with her face that I I hope there's something there. Mm. Uh, just because she's more fun. Yeah, and um, God bless her. Yeah. I also want to give a, a shout out to Jim Titus. Thank you for noticing us on Twitter because uh, we pointed out that we just miss Officer Barry on the show. We could use a lot more of him. Can um, always use more Barry. Yeah. So we want to talk about episode twenty of season three, Hot Water, which is written by Andy Reeser, a television writer who has written for, amongst many other fine programs, The Nine Lives of Chloe King. I'm going to be honest, that is a bad show. <laughs> Me and you tried to watch that show and make it like, hey, this is going to be our thing. We're going to watch Nine Lives of Chloe King. 
No, no, oh, there are shit. there are no Chloe King podcasts out there. Yeah, there are no bros watching Chloe King. <laughs> I uh, hope not. <laughs> um, but this episode is also directed by the wonderful Chad Lowe. I guess that's one way to describe him. <laughs> so let's get into this thing. It's the brew. It's nighttime. Uh, the liars are in there, seemingly alone. They're getting some coffee this is, after hours. This is presumably what like an hour maybe after the conclusion of the previous episode i guess who knows the time has no meaning on pll so true. Uh, but it, it's the same night yeah emily's talking about how she's gonna basically have like some elevator phobia now about getting in an elevator because of what happened to jason she's heard no word from him he's disappeared into the night um and hannah asks you know since the nat club is now out of rosewood will a just retire and spencer's like or just have more time for us yeah, and they're just like, thanks for the positive attitude, Spencer. Wait, and Spencer still looks like hell. I was going to say, like, Hannah, have you seen Spencer lately? Mm-hmm. Spencer doesn't think it'll be all lilacs and daffodils, but I don't know. Maybe it'll be hydrangeas. <laughs> oh, that's just mean. So Emily recaps for us that you know, they found out this thing about Wilden possibly knowing and impregnating Allison back in Cape May. They found that picture of Wilden in Cape May. But the photo is now gone. Yeah, they know that CC lied about knowing Wilden. Uh, they don't know what's up with that. I like how Emily has to take charge because, uh, as we said, her her other Spencer mm-hmm. not in a good state right now. So Emily's got to Emily has to play the Spencer role. Thankfully, Arya has come down from the mountain with a new mm-hmm. commandment. Anytime they find something that may be important, it goes in the phone, like a picture or whatever. I imagine that Arya, you know, being A, gets frustrated with the liars sometimes because they're so dumb on occasion as well, as the plot demands. You know, it's well, like, seriously, like, why didn't you take a picture of that? Well, since 95% of the time, the real detective work is down to Spencer, Emily, and Hannah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure Arya's real <laughs> pissed off these chicks aren't taking more photos. She's just like, I just realized this plot line is happening. Here's my advice. Yeah. Uh, so Hannah is wondering, uh, maybe Cece's red coat. And uh, meanwhile, Spencer kind of gets a text, and then we see outside that like someone's kind of looking in through the window, watching them inside the brew. And Arya's like, "What do you think, Spencer?" And Spencer's like, "Uh, maybe it's Cece." And they're like, "Pay attention, bitch! Like, we we need you here." Well, Arya is just like, "No, no, no! <laughs> Pay attention! We need this brain trust firing on all cylinders." Um, I like that Hannah wants to once she wants to double check the terminology. Are we indeed calling this mystery person Redcoat, guys? Yeah. Will that be the name that all the fans, you know, use in the blogs? Redcoat. So, yeah. Neither oh, Emily. By the way, I've been meaning to bring this up forever. Um, the 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 Queen of Hearts, the Red Queen. Mm-hmm. We see that outfit in the Masquerade episode, uh, Unmasked S two E twenty five. I keep forgetting to mention that we did see that episode in the in uh, Unmasked at the is Masquerade. It, is it the illustration? In... No, no, we we actually see oh, the costume. Oh, at the actual at the actual ball. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, neither. Not that it's very important, but you know. Right. Neither Emily nor Hannah ever saw Redcoat's face. Um. And mean- so. Well, meanwhile, uh, Hannah kind of sees who who that text was from because Spencer puts her phone down, and it, it's from Ren, and Ren is saying, "Can we talk about what happened tonight?" Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, "What the fuck is this?" And Spencer's like, yeah, me and Moda kind of had a moment and Ren saw. And it's like, is this moment going to provoke Mona on us? 
and you know like could that be what the elevator thing was about and spencer's like no like me and mona were in a different county it couldn't have been mona uh you know dropping the elevator on jason there and so hannah's like then who do you think it was and spencer's just kind of like she freezes. dot 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 like i it's interesting i think emily can tell that, that oh, spencer yeah. has a guess you know emily emily can tell spencer's holding something back here she's kind of looking at her and frowning but before they can get into that there's a knock on the door mm-hmm. well real quick i want to say on an etiquette note since we brought it up in our previous episode it's not like hannah pulls the full aria and grabs spencer's phone from her if Spencer you put your phone that, down and somebody else reads it upside down that's on you yeah i think so i mean it, yeah. it's face up the text is still open you're almost inviting people to look at it. It's, but it's not like Hannah grabbed it from her and read it. Mm-hmm. Um, Aria. <laughs> shade. So, <laughs> does Emily start to sense that Spencer, sense that Spencer knows what's going on here? Looks that way. Um, well, or, not, not knows what's going on, just so much as like, something's like, Spencer has an idea that she's not sharing with cl- the class, you know? Right, right. Or you could, potentially read that she's also just let down that spencer is the leader of this quartet she mm-hmm. should be coming up with the theories and the queries and what have you and she's not so there's a knock on the door the girls tense up who could that be it's wilden detective wilden emily's like we're closed and wilden's such a dick he's just like you're here yeah and Emily's like i have the keys and hannah's like yeah drinking coffee's not a crime now he just walks in anyway. Like all the dudes on the show, they they never are invited in. They just walk in anyway. Well, the sad thing is, the girls kind of back up, or maybe he forces away, and whichever you want to say. It's almost like as skeezy as this guy knows, something about them still respects the authority figure well, aspect I think of him. They know he's the cops. There's that, but I think there's also just a a general human interaction thing where. Unless you really sense danger, you're going to re- kind of reflexively, like, politely get out of the way when someone, like, decides to just walk right in. Yeah. You know, you're not going to slam the door on their face unless you're really, like, committed to it. Well, and they're not going to use their bodies to, like, block him or anything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but yeah, he, I don't want to say swaggers in, but it's something dumb like that he just kind of caveman there's a there's a sleaze that oozes into the room yeah yeah yeah. he's been looking for the liars jason de has been saying some nasty things about me and hannah hannah's a little chippy because of course she fucking hates wilden yeah Uh, yeah, he fucked her mom i mean you know and it's like like what and he's like don't play dumb hannah wouldn't be the first time you made up a story so fuck you she, she straight up goes to the well maybe you should talk to Cece then and she drops that they know about the boat ride of Allison. And the other liars are all like, oh, shit. But once she says They're like, Hannah, that, Hannah, shut up, Hannah. But once she says that, it's like they instantly go into studying him for his reaction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like they're like, well, that happened. So let's, like, cue in on him. He, I don't know. I, I want to say he kind of takes it in stride, like he absorbs it. Um, well, he has to be, like, mildly threatening. He's just like, it's late. Care for a ride? It's not yeah. safe this time of night. And Arya, Arya is all chippy. She's like, we're good. Well, like, and he, I want to say that he gives her a look for a moment. It's just like, do I even know you? <laughs> yeah. And Arya's like, yeah, I don't know if we've met. Hmm. I mean, he's had pretty intensive dealings with Hannah, especially, and Spencer, certainly, and Emily, at least recently. But, like, he's just like, Arya, are you new? <laughs> Did you just <laughs> join the show? 
<laughs> you don't want to get to know Arya, uh, Wilden. Oh, yeah. Uh, but so, Wilden turns to leave, and he's just like, oh, and Hannah, see you around. Yeah. Stomps yeah. off. Yeah, he has to be a dirtbag. Like, he has to, like, drop that one last, like, sleaze grace note. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the credits, we're at Arya's place. She comes home that night. Well, after- this is, it's like a really weird, like, quick scene, just to, like, let you know that they didn't feel like paying the actor who plays Wes for this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She comes home and she sees that, uh, she has, like, some folded up bedding lying on the couch and that the book that she gave Wes has been left behind. Uh, and she kind of picks up the book and holds it and is like, huh, I guess Greg Sulkin's not getting a paycheck. Yeah, this would have been a really weird love triangle. Because, I mean, there's Ezria. And then if you introduce Wes into that, Wesria? what is that? Yeah, Wesria? Whoa. That sounds like, that's a, I don't know. That's an Arya sandwich right there. Well, that sounds like whatever the neighboring nation next to Narnia is that no one goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Arya has this look on her face that to me was hard to judge. Is it wistful? Is I, I, going- I'd say wistful, yeah. Is she going to like run up to her room and like write a short story about what might have been? We may never know. Feelings journal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the next morning, Ashley and Hannah are walking Main Street. Well, no. So actually, I I really as as of all things time related on mm-hmm. Rosewood, I had to go back. I think that that was a Friday night, and I think that this is the Monday after the weekend. Really? You think so? Because oh, I believe that the uh, academic decathlon, that, that was like the practice that Spencer right. disrupted. Yeah. I guess that explains something with Melissa later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was I was like you. I was just like, that's really weird. When does she have time to do that? Which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Hannah and Ashley are just walking down Main Street Rosewood with their coffee. Ashley is asking Hannah about Caleb and his dad and. Uh, Hannah's kind of acting all vague about this now. She's clearly not exactly enthused. And Ashley's kind of surprised by this. She's like, you know, I thought you'd be really into this. And Hannah's just like, uh, you know, there's tripping copper pipes. It's just not very exciting. Because Caleb's gone off with his dad to, like, do some construction bullshit out of town. Copper stealing. Yeah. 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 Stealing copper. I, I imagine that's probably what they're doing. Um, Hannah has some... This is an Aria note, I know, but Hannah has some crazy orange rings on her fingers, and one of them is like fucking massive. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to see Hannah throw a punch with that hand. God damn, that thing is massive. I'm looking yeah, look at, at that thing. It's, it's like it's like a ring pop. It might be, yeah. <laughs> Hannah starts to dismiss her mother to work when she looks across the street and has the unfortunateness of seeing Wilden taking Cece Drake by the arm and forcing her into his car. Yeah, it's definitely forcing her into his uh his cruiser there walks around to the driver's side and as he walks he kind of like looks up spots hannah is like glaring right at hannah and ashley is kind of you know right next to hannah she's seeing all this and like you know taking in what's going on here Wilton well, actually like stops just to stare for a little while and then like walks to the car no, no talk about a game of like red light green light he does the stop and stare three times mm-hmm. once as he comes around the car once right before he gets in the car and then once he's actually seated in the car before he accelerates away, he stares over again. <laughs> it's like, okay, we got we your got fucking it, yeah. <laughs> we got your like menacegram. Yeah. Um, so Ashley watches this, and once he's gone, she just turns to t- Hannah. And I felt like she should have been like, Hannah, what the fuck? What did you do this time? Yeah. She's like, what the hell's going on? And Hannah's like, uh, I don't know. You know? Nothing? Yeah. And Ashley's like, okay, keep talking. I know you're lying. Uh, and, and Hannah's like, oh, I just knew the girl is in the car. And Ashley's like, well, that doesn't explain the look he gave you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, Hannah, Hannah's just like, he's a freak. I don't know. He hates us. So Ashley is, again, as we've echoed a few times this season, she's determined to go talk to him now herself. She's frustrated that Hannah keeps like putting her in this position where something is clearly wrong. Hannah is not necessarily lying to her, but is not telling her everything. And so Ashley feels like as a parent, she needs to step in and talk to somebody. I, I like how she's just like, do I need to sick Veronica Hastings on him again? And Hannah, Hannah is just like, no, it's fine. Like, you know, everything's cool. Like, just drop it. And but then Hannah, I love how Ashley's just like, okay, I'll talk to him myself then. Yeah. And Hannah's like, no, 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 you can't. Like, we're just trying to figure out why he's always after us. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hannah floats her theory that Wilden and Allison had a relationship. Yeah. So she's like, oh, we, you know, we the liars were just kind of thinking they were in a relationship. And Ashley's like, what kind of relationship? And Hannah's just like, eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and Ashley's is just like seriously, Hannah. You can't go around saying shit like that. Well, and for the the second time in so many episodes, Hannah's just like, I said it was a dumb theory. Mm-hmm. Um, she brings up that this idea came from CC Drake originally, the the one woman rumor factory. Mm-hmm. And Ashley doesn't want Hannah associating with CC anymore. And Hannah's more than okay with that. I feel like Ashley and CC could really bro down about some wine. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had. They could have one, maybe two glasses, get their cars like towed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I feel like Ashley has the rule that if your glass is never completely empty and you just keep like half refilling it, then mm-hmm. you still just had one glass. Right, right. You right. Know? And she could tell Cece about her nom, which was called Mainline Mate. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah leaves to go meet with Emily. And as she walks away, Hannah just kind of like shakes her head like, God, can you believe I have to deal with? So she walks off, and as well, she's just standing there watching her go, and I want her to scream out, I can see you shaking your head at me. Well, Ashley, this is like a pretty cool pose, and I like how this, this pose comes up from uh, Laura Layton here, just as directed by Chad Lowe displays on the screen. Because mm-hmm. uh, Ashley's just kind of standing there holding her coffee, staring after Hannah like, I know something is up. You know, Ashley, Ashley doesn't know what is up, but like all her spidey senses are tingling right now. Are, are like, you, what the hell is going on with my daughter? Attributing this to being a master stroke in the Chadlow oeuvre? Like he's Chadlow, he is the master. The frame here. I, I think he may have invented the, uh, one person walks away where the other person just like stares at I think, them. yeah, we have followed that before that. We, we want to know who really wrote the style book. On this particular style direction in PLL. Mm-hmm. Maybe Chad Lowe. Uh, you know what? We're going to go ahead and say Chad Lowe invented it until one of the other directors or producers of mm-hmm. PLL tells us otherwise. Yeah. Uh, so back in Spencer's room, Spencer is just lying on her bed, staring up at no, the she's, ceiling. She's in bed. Yeah, sorry, lying in the bed. She has quite possibly stolen a whole buttload of Arya's despondentness. <laughs> Arya's like, that's okay. I have more. Uh, <laughs> Melissa walks in with a totally different haircut from the last time you saw yeah, her. Yeah, so we were we were quite confused because we thought this was the next day. <laughs> yeah, we're like, when the fuck did she have time to get a totally different, shorter haircut? So, yeah, Melissa's surprised that Spencer's still in bed. Uh, Mom and Dad called again, but Melissa hasn't told them that Spencer has been skipping school. But if they call again, she's going to. And Spencer just rolls over and like looks away, staring blankly. And it's like she's infected with that same like existential anyway that like Mike Montgomery had last season. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, so Hannah and Emily in the quad. Emily can't believe that uh, Hannah told Ashley about the Wilden thing, but Hannah's just like, "Don't worry, I card for us. Like I was just distracted by CC and Wilden like getting into the car there." Yeah. Yeah. 
Emily's like, well, this doesn't make sense. I thought CC was protecting Wilden. And Hannah's like, what if we were wrong? And I just uh, sicked, like, Allie's baby daddy slash killer on her. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's try to nail down what Hannah's wearing here. She's uh, got, like, a weird blazer on. I feel like she's wearing Ashley's, like, work clothes. She's got, like, a smart, smart blue blazer with, like, a black button-up shirt. I think there's a black skirt here. There's, like, a belt that's, like, an explosion of colors. Mm-hmm. Um. It's really like it's more of a down to earth version of like the uh uh Lovecraftian eighties businesswoman fashion that Arya sometimes sports. Meanwhile, Emily is wearing a jean jacket that has leather jacket sleeves and a lumberjack like shirt underneath. Well, she, she has like a jean jacket I don't know if that's a vest or jacket or I don't know. It's a, she's got denim and plaid on. Like in case you didn't know she's a lesbian, they they doubled up on it. Emily's fashion inspirations here is that, like, warm bit of Americana where, like, grunge rock meets Bruce Springsteen. Well, I like how they always put Emily in, like, these, like, down-to-earth fashions. But then she has, like, like crazy, like, shampoo commercial hair, you know? Yeah, yeah, which I think it's important to note since in the past week, uh, both Shay Mitchell has started her lifestyle brand <laughs> blog. And I believe they've officially, like, unveiled the PLL collection from Hollister or whatever. Oh, you're really up on that. Yeah, so it's it's fucking out there, people. Get on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Emily so, Emily wants to know why Cece lied about knowing Wilden. She's like, well, I'm going to find out the truth by confronting her. Well, she doesn't think that Wilden would grab her in broad daylight if he planned to hurt her. And I like that she used the term broad daylight, which I feel like is only used <laughs> in noir stories when the implication of violence is used yeah. right around the corner. Well, it's like probably wouldn't hurt her if he grabbed her in broad daylight in front of witnesses. Probably. But I mean, like, you're not walking around getting froyo in broad daylight, you know? Um, You're only, like, about to be hurt. Mm -hmm. So Hannah asks about Jason. Emily says that he texted, but he's staying low at a friend's place in Virginia for a while. And again, laying low. This is like a Raymond Chandler novel coming out of Emily. Um, Emily mentioned that she didn't tell Paige about this because she doesn't want her to freak out. And Hannah wonders if Paige and Caleb, you know, have both told them everything or actually found anything useful. Yeah, in their brief team-up, which lasted, like, seemingly an episode and a half or something. Yeah. In that brief team-up, did they get anything useful accomplished at all that maybe uh, the liars don't know about? We're going to go ahead and say that the answer is probably, maybe, but probably not, because Paige and Caleb are not pretty little liars. No, but Hannah convinces Emily that they're going to go ask Paige about this after school. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Emily's like, so how's Caleb? And Anna kind of brings up, she's like, you know, this weir- weird thing happened with this $5 bill and the dice on it and church collection and all that business. Mm. And Emily, I love the Emily's first reaction to this story. She's just like, LOL, you give the church money? <laughs> like she has like a hilarious look on her face when she says this. Yeah, yeah. You scandalous harlot. You're giving the church money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Emily points out that a lot of money has writing on it and that George Washington has dreadlock on half her tips. And Hannah wonders if it was the same bill that, you know, Caleb's uncle, daddy, Jamie had, and he is an ex con after all. And Emily's just like, like, he's not going to steal from the place that just hired him. Like, chill out, Hannah. Yeah. So, you know, at Ezra's place, Arya is letting herself <laughs> in while she's on the phone. Talk- she's leaving a voicemail for Wes. And she's saying, like, Wes, I think we should talk. And then she turns around after shutting the door, and there's Ezra. Folding Ezra. clothes. And Arya immediately just hangs up the phone, and she's like, Ezra! Exclamation marks, you know. And he's like, uh, hey. <laughs> Do we need to talk about her outfit here? 
this is minor spoiler note this is the number two <laughs> ever craziest fucking aria outfit of all time the number one is not coming for a while on pll but this is number two if you were yeah. keeping track number one so far uh so we got it like a fitted leather jacket but the the real star of the show is underneath that she's got a long like a really like overly long white t-shirt like on night shirt long yeah that if she were to take the jacket off you would see it has tons of horizontal cuts in the back of it mm-hmm. making it look like a weird reverse rib cage in the back yeah yeah uh she's got all these like scarves and shit hanging she down has possibly two scarves on these scarves basically this is a little bit insensitive i apologize it looks like something that plo would wear as a headscarf which i looked up is actually called a kefia mm-hmm. but yeah that looks like what she's wearing around her neck and then it's, some it's, like crimson shiny like sausage casing metallic red pants mm-hmm. space hooker pants these pants look like she's wearing one half of a new design for a spider-man costume seriously it's like are you in the x-men are you like why aren't you wearing spencer's x-men trench coat mm-hmm. to go with this i mean then you'd be unstoppable I'm just throwing like cyclops's visor and jesus christ it's like the Scarlet um, Spider's look, yeah. Well, and then just a minor note in all of this: her purse, which is <laughs> massive black and looks like it has different colored hard candies glued to it. <laughs> this outfit's goddamn insane, Ezra. Yeah, or her hair. We talk about her hair. Uh, it's all swooped to one side. It looks so. I don't know. It's. It, I guess it is also the most minor note in this whole yeah. ensemble. She is adorable. Uh, <sighs> so. Uh, <laughs> what do we have here? Um, it, it, she, it's, she has interesting facial reactions as always. She, she's kind of like, you're back. And she's really like, she's trying to like cover her relief with annoyance here. Mm-hmm. You know, you see she's, she's relieved here, but she's also just like, when did you get back? Like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause he, he's just there like suddenly, like she just walked in, not expecting him. And there he is. To, to not harp on it too long. Let's just say that throughout the scene, it's like Lucy Hale's face is doing Shakespeare and what is otherwise like some baby data drama. Um, he says he got back at 3 a.m. this morning and that he crashed right after. He's like, he's like folding clothes right now. They're coming out of his suitcase or his bag. Yeah. But he's like, I haven't been sleeping all the past few weeks. And she's just like, yeah, me neither. And she is like guns blazing here, already prepared to hijack the hand in this relationship. Again. Well. You know, I, I feel like she has a point here. Oh, yeah, she has a point. Because she's just like, Ezra's like, oh, I've been sleeping much past few weeks. And she's like, yeah, me neither. I guess I'm still a little confused why he never called me on one of those sleepless nights. Yeah. And Ezra looks like super Weasley. He's kind of like got his hands on his, uh, like, front of his, you know, hips there, looking down, not not making total eye contact all the time. And he's just like, Arya, my life turned upside down. I need some time to think about things. And Arya's like, things like us? And he's like, for one, I mean, not about my feelings for you, obviously. And Arya goes, obviously? Yeah. And he's like, what's that supposed to mean? Although he's he's the one who says that. Like, what well, is that supposed to mean? And she's like, like, Ezra, you've been radio silent ever since you left. It's given me nothing to do but fear the worst, that you'd moved on. And he says he's trying to be fair to her. I really feel like Ezra probably should have expected this reaction well uh, it is a dick move to i at the very least you send the uh 
sorry, I can't talk right now. I need some time alone or something. Right. You know, you gotta, you gotta give the girl something to, to well, hang he, your hat on. At one point during this, he has this look on his face, just like, oh, she's going to stick it to me here or whatever. And it's like, well, what the fuck did you think she was going to do? You yeah. Know? Like, what did you think every time you hit ignore on your phone? Yeah. What, what yeah. was going to happen there? I mean, since been, you're just at soccer games. Because he's like, hipster goon yeah. he's like oh i was trying to be fair to you not drag you into the middle of this and Arya's like i already am of course Wait, he says you know this isn't what you signed up for and she declares that this is not his decision to make for her it's and, hers oh and that's when ezra's just like gulp <laughs> yeah yeah he tells her that she's right he says that he was wrong to like you know shut her out and she kind of sighs of satisfaction like okay I'm right. Well, it's like things this, are okay. Again. There's like this very brief smile, just like, uh, well, if we've established that, you know, yeah, how, so, how was your trip? Yeah. So he says it was surreal. Malcolm is great and artistic and shit. Yank, she asked yank, why yank. Maggie kept a secret. And the answer is that Ezra's mom, you know, paid her to keep her trap shut. And Arya's like, that's disgusting. Sorry. Well, it's interesting when he talks about how Malcolm's like smart and lively and really artistic. Arya has this look on her face. It's like, ever so slight disgust you know like even even Arya is disgusted by the idea of him like describing a little kid as artistic or do you think Arya's like i'm artistic mm-hmm. <laughs> bring that kid <laughs> in like i'm just saying finger painting. yeah let's let's see him let's see his feelings journal exactly. He's probably talking about the fucking ninja turtles <laughs> or dinosaurs fucking weirdo mm-hmm. um ezra agrees with her that you know it is disgusting that his mom did that and that you know he gave his mom an earful over the phone he asks if he can bring Arya up to speed over dinner, and he says, I would have never said this before I met you, but I'm actually craving vegan takeout. Well, this is a really interesting reaction here, because Arya, she smiles a little bit, but I feel like you can really see the distance in her eyes right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, what what you're seeing from Arya, like, this is how it feels when the feeling goes. Like, that's that's yeah. the look through this whole scene. It, she's She's trying to put up this good front, but, like, suddenly everything's changed like things are different now that or she's relieved but it's just not the same it's not the same like buoyant joyous feeling that she should have um they hug and she says that she missed him and he missed her then he asks about wesley and she's like huh well to me what's interesting here is that she isn't as outwardly emotional as she would normally be like she's definitely like a little bitchy and perturbed here but she the big aria emotion isn't here Mm-hmm. Which I feel like to Ezra, that should be a big warning sign. Right. You know, when you're just kind of perturbed and annoyed, as opposed to the usual Arya, you should be concerned. Quiet Arya mm-hmm. <laughs> is not everything's fine. Arya. Yeah, she he asks her about Wes, and she just lies it off, you know. Yeah, the shoot with Cece, they mess some stuff up, it's nothing. Well, and, and she, she kind of she delves into her reservoir of charm and kind of pumps it up here. To talk about how, like, it's nothing. And again, Ezra, you should be like, uh, what's going on? Like, you're definitely lying right now. Cause you look way, you like, you're suddenly much more charming than you have been for the, the rest of this conversation. Now, if we ever actually saw Ezra's point of view, cause I mean, I think we've extrapolated what we think it is at times. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think that, like, Ezra's like, well, she's lying to me here, but the truth is probably even scarier. So <laughs> I'm going to take this. <laughs> Um, and somewhere, somewhere in there, Ezra's just like, I want you in my life, every part of it, if you're willing. And she like, kind of forces a smile and hugs him because she missed him. Yeah. So as she leaves, she kind of you know gives him this like half smile. 
and yeah. So meanwhile, in an empty classroom, which is like where people go these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spencer's like she's sitting at a desk with her head down at the desk, just staring off into space. Just haunting staring. She yeah. she looks, you know, still really lovely for a woman who may not have slept at all in the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually Ella's classroom we discover because Ella comes in. Everyone is like, you know, chilling in these empty classrooms. It amazes me. So it's so Ella's classroom. There's a quote from Keats's Ode to a Nightingale on the board, which is Well the weirdest thing is that the quote is like miswritten. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's it's written down as my heart aches with a drowsy numbness pains my and a drowsy numbness pains my sense. That's like cutting off the rest it's, of it. It's well it's supposed to be my heart aches and a drowsy numbness pains. Period. Yeah. My sense, dot dot dot. Like it, it's really weird that they quoted it that way, but but also elsewhere on the board, there's just the word despair in quotes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Spencer, you know, Ella's just like, oh, uh, Spencer, should I be terrified? Spencer says that she just wanted some quiet from her free period. And, you know, it's almost like she's reminding Ella that she's bothered well, I love by Ella entering her own classroom. Ella's just like, I haven't seen you in a few days. And Spencer, Ella, the delivery, she's just like, yeah, bad week. <laughs> and she's not really, she's not saying that despondently. She's kind of like saying it like, like analytically, like, yeah, bad week. You know? well, but it's also like, she's, she's like just replayed like the last three episodes in her mind and has this kind of like laugh at the like depressing absurdity of it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> bad week. <laughs> yeah. It's, she offers to leave and Ella's like, no, it's okay. I don't mind. Uh, you know, do you feel like talking? Mm-hmm. And Spencer's like, well, I guess you heard about Mona. Yeah. And Ella's like, yeah, Mrs. Horowitz wanted to su- use suspended, but Mona said it was just an under- misunderstanding. Which- Horowitz. Horowitz. Um, I guess that's how it works in high school. You can just, you know, get in a fight, but then the other person's like, no, 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 teacher. It's cool. Don't suspend her. Well, when you're Mona? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have like more power than Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but as she says that, as as Ella says that, Spencer has this look on her face like, unbelievable well she just she just kind of smiles a little like yeah that that sounds about right just a misunderstanding yeah so ella says that she's known spencer most of her life and always knew her as the kind of person who would bounce back but she's never seen her this down before and i i felt like if she could right now spencer would seriously hold her hand over a flame just to see if she could spencer's so bitter she's you know ella's never seen her this down and Spencer's like, yeah, well, people change. Mm-hmm. And she says it like hard, but then she kind of like realizes it and she's like, um, I'm sorry, you know. Um, and I like how like this is the second episode now where Spencer's kind of talked about how she's, you know, the new Spencer, different Spencer, people change. Mm-hmm. It's like she's trying to disavow her own identity because it failed her. Yeah. Um, yeah. She she'd basically like lost everything and Toby was the only thing she had left, you know, the safe place to land. And now she is wrong about that too, and so she, she can't be Spencer anymore. Like Sp- Spencer's tainted. Well, it's like he became this like physical talisman that represented to her a reflection of all that was right about her. And if mm-hmm. that was misspoken or mis or like you misrepresented, then, then well, you th- who she is is shattered. Well, you think about the rest of the show. She she's kind of like had to like realize like the you know that her family is bullshit. She can't trust her sister. Her mm. parents are liars. They have out of wedlock children. Mm. Uh, there's all sorts of class issues she was never totally aware of that she kind of realized with that whole Alex relationship. 
Uh, she's not even an academic decathlon anymore. Like she's lost everything. Authority except- figures are abusing their power left and right, whether mm-hmm. it be misguided and naive like Ari and Ezra, or like you know all of the fucking cops in town save for Officer Bear. Yeah, all she had left was her safe place to land, and it's like, no, you were wrong. You, the smart one, were were stupid. You and- were you were fooled. Don't don't ask us in our in-depth insightful analysis. Just ask Holly Marine Combs's face, which has this expression on it like like Jesus fucking Christ. Spencer Hastings is battling the forces of good and evil within her soul. Yeah, and Ezra's like, oh, it's okay, don't apologize. Breakups are terrible. I get it, which she does. She yeah, just got yeah. divorced recently. Yeah, uh, I wanted I wanted Ella to sit down on the desk in front of her and just like pour two glasses of scotch. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bell rings. And Spencer gets up to leave, and Ella says, you know, you can spend any future free periods in this classroom. And Spencer says, thanks. But after she's gone, Ella looks out out the window, and it's like Ella's just realized that there's someone more terrifying than Arya out there. And at the same time, I feel like it's probably unavoidable that now Ella's, like, contemplating her own breakup at least a little bit here. Maybe, but also maybe, like, she realizes Spencer's heading down a bad road. Mm-hmm. And whether or not she reaches a light at the end of that tunnel, like she's going to meet some bad people. <laughs> well, and if you're Ella, you're old enough to know that there's nothing you can really say right now mm-hmm. that's going to make it any better. Right. You, you be can good. put an effort in, but. It's going to get a lot darker before the dawn. Yeah. It has to. So, cut to Paige in her car after school in the parking lot. Paige is. <laughs> she's being in the dash. She's being it. Yeah, working the display on her dash. She's binging some shit. Um, she's actually binging the location for Rosebud Costume Shop as if there's more than one. As if, like, you wouldn't just know where the costume shop is on the one street in Rosewood. Yeah. And then, what's up? It's Emily leaning in on the passenger side of her car. Ambush. Yeah, Paige is like, oh, shit. <laughs> Emily and Hannah. Paige, by the way, has, like, a Padawan braid in her hair on the uh, left side there. Um, She should have that Padawan braid cut from her by the end of this episode. She is no, you know, initiate to the Jedi Order. Um, I wanted to be like, what? You're binging shit. You're the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, But nice product placement, placement, PLL. Yeah, I hope you got a lot of money for that, PLL. Emily's just like, you said you're done with this. And Paige is like, I am. And Hannah says, liar. And I like how Hannah just like declares it like, ha ha ha, I'm invincible back here. I'm not your girlfriend, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, she, she makes up this like story that she's actually on her way home and then her bing navigation betrays her with directions of the costume shop. So it gives her, or Emily gives her a little shit. And Hannah, I have to say, is good at being like the sassy sidekick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we know in real life that like Ashley Benson and Shane Mitzel are quite possibly Batman and Robin. So like, it's weird that you don't really get a lot of like Emily and, and, and Hannah's scenes. I mean, I know they live together for a while. Well, they're always fun when you do get them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are, they're amazing. Because um, Hannah's good at being Emily's sidekick, and when Hannah's in charge, Emily's good at being like, oh my god, you're insane! <laughs> exactly, yeah. And so um, Paige is like, look, I'm just following up on some shit. Like, uh, check at the costume shop. Shauna uh, is going to check in on those Queen of Hearts costumes, and uh, the inventory is going to take a couple weeks. And so Emily's just like, great, we'll come. And they both like get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Emily, like how Emily she gives Paige this look that's just like for real, like, don't forget who has the power. You know, like that's yeah, the yeah. look that she gives Paige when she gets in the car. Yeah. Don't forget who's a pretty little liar. Here. Yeah. Emily's riding mm-hmm. shotgun. Hannah gets in the back. Paige tries to be a stickler for the point that it's her job to protect Emily, not the other way around, which I almost wanted Emily to like snort and disgust at. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Mammy says that they should be doing things together, not apart. So then Paige asks Hannah, are you this hard on Caleb? And Hannah's just like, seriously, you're looking for symp- sympathy from the girl whose boyfriend took a bullet to the gut? Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Fuck you, Paige. Yeah. So, so Paige they drive off. Yeah. and starts driving them. Um, I think Paige is like seriously wondering, like, what is she still doing on this show? Mm-hmm. So school hallway. Spencer is a walking cyclone of emotions. And she kind of walks into the hallway from one end. And then on the other end, Arya enters the hallway and they see each other. And you can tell Spencer's just like, can't do it. Not right now. Can't take your bullshit, Arya. Um, so she, Spencer just like turns around. Arya obviously has seen her and Spencer like ducks away into the bathroom. I feel like Arya straight up scoffs. Like, she's like, what, what the fuck? What is this? Cause you know, Spencer's just like, oh my God, she's going to talk to me about Ezra. I have to get away. And so there's a, there's a, this is a comical moment. I feel like unintentionally comical with people like Lucy Hale who are so short. Um, whenever they try to walk fast and put a little hustle <laughs> on it. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we go to the bathroom. Spencer's locked herself in a stall and Arya's trying to talk to her outside. Like, Hey, what's going on? Spencer's just like, I'm fine. And Arya's like, you know, you're not the only one who could use a little teen Sparia. Um, Real quick, we should say here, Arya has lost the jacket. Mm-hmm. So you can really see these weird cutouts in the back of her shirt, which reveal basically her bra. I, uh, that Sports might be something. It's, it's like a, maybe a, a very short something. Like, can't, I don't even know what that would be. It's but suggestive of a bra. I mean, it's, it's like too, the, it's too long to be a bra, I guess, but too short to be a slip. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, it's still the kind of thing. It's like a really short, like strappy thing. A teacher or vice principal would send you home, or a parent would keep you home. I would think. Yeah. Um. Not yes. even for indecency, but just like for crimes against fashion. Seriously. So, um, Spencer doesn't respond to the pleas for you know reuniting Team Sparia. So then Arya's like, Ezra's back in a way that <laughs> implies that it should cheer Spencer up. <laughs> Spencer just like pulls out a knife and slits her wrist. But Arya's face, it falls a little bit when Spencer stays quiet to that. Yeah, like, oh, that's really, that was my, uh, that was, you know, that was my go-to mood there. She's like, when I go on ad nauseum about my relationship drama, that usually <laughs> cheers everybody up, right? Yeah, and she says, Spencer, I know that you don't want a friend right now, but it doesn't mean your friends don't need you. And yeah. Spencer inside, she looks just very distraught and guilty and just like self-loathing because... She, it's like part of her wants to respond, but she just she can't do it. Right. She doesn't feel like, I feel like she's not feeling worthy of her friends. Like yeah, she exactly. Feels how far away from her they are and that they really can't see that she's turning into this like spectacular beast. Um, yeah, Arya's face, you know, falls a little bit too as Spencer continues to stay quiet. And so I feel like Arya thought that lineup earlier and just figured like, that'll be killer. I'm going to bring mm-hmm. Spencer back into the fold and. I don't know. I went on a whole thing in my notes here about how Arya probably pre-writes her dar- diary entries about how amazing she and her life are. And then <laughs> it's like disappointing to her when she comes back at the end of the day and like mm-hmm. life doesn't live up to her diary. Oh, that's psychotic. I like it. <laughs> so finally, Arya gives up and leaves. And Triumph Bell sorry, does just like more amazing work as she like just bites her lip and like lets. This... Well, she's like biting her nails. Almost. Yeah, like this like, yeah. this like murky darkness just like washes over her, but also confuses her. Mm-hmm. Um, so costume shop, uh, Shauna, Shauna costume shop, who you may remember from flirting with Paige a couple episodes ago. 
Shauna She Devil Costume Shop. Yeah. Um, Shauna, they, not the greatest actor, costume shop. Yeah. Yeah, Shauna is not a great actress at all. Even though the actress has a terrific name. It's like it's like the a name that like belongs in like a C.S. Lewis novel, um, which is Ariel Miranda, by the way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we talk a lot of shit about how this is probably the only costume shop in the magical land of Rosewood. But this isn't the same costume shop from the first secret. So there is obviously two. Is it? I don't know. Are you like, why is the costume shop open? Every costume shop I've ever seen is like some weird fly by night operation that closes like a, a week after Halloween at most. I don't know. I guess Party City is open year round. Um, so Shauna doesn't get why Paige is so interested in this costume. And Paige says that, you know, she, someone wore on the train. They tussled. Now she wants to know who that was. Tussling. Yeah. And Shauna kind of looks over at Emily and it's just like, hi, I'm Shauna, by the way. Paige forgot her manners. Paige looks guilty. Yeah. Emily kind of introduces herself and Shauna's just like, oh, so it's you in the flesh. And Paige just sort of looks like she wants to like crawl into a hole. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh my god, this is mortifying. And I like how Hannah is just kind of taking this in, like looking because Hannah's like between Paige and Emily, mm. kind of like looking both ways. And she's just like, yeah, I'm Hannah. And Shauna just seems to not give a shit at all about Hannah. Yeah, awkwardness ensues. Lesbian triangle jokes ensue. Um, Paige then asks about the costume, and Shauna is like, oh yeah. Turns out we can't give her that info. It'd be my ass. Yeah. And Paige is basically like, why didn't you just say so over the phone? And Shauna's saying like, well, I didn't know you were bringing your girlfriends. And like even more eye chatter between Paige and and Emily. They're just like looking back and forth like, what the fuck's going on here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Hannah then nudges Emily, who then instantly asks if there's a restroom. Shauna says it's in the back, so Emily takes off for it. Hannah then starts asking, like, Shauna questions. I love that Hannah and Emily have this, like, effortless teamwork here. Yeah. This is basically what they're about to do is their fastball special. Yeah. So Hannah forces Shauna to go show her the, the Queen of Hearts costume. And as soon as uh, they leave the, like, the main desk area, Emily comes back out from the bathroom and starts, like, getting on the little iPad register there and, like, looking through the records. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hannah's like looking at the costumes. I don't see what all the fuss is about. Um, she's asking like all kinds of dumb questions, like really, oh, really silk? ditzy questions. Yeah. And Shannon's like, Shana's like, oh, like, I'm really into fashion. Poster. Yeah, yeah. What, what is, what is this costume right here? And Shauna's like, uh, little boy blue. And the phone starts ringing. And we're cutting back and forth. It's like Emily's pulling up a record, emailing it to herself, and the phone starts to ring as Emily's doing this and. Shauna is just like, I really have to get that. And Emily's just like, really? When you're with the customer? Yeah, it's like it's like she senses that Emily needs more time. Uh-huh. Um, so Shauna comes back, but of course Emily is just walking back out of the bathroom right now. Like, oh, you know, nothing just happened. I didn't just steal some records. You've just watched in the most amazing episode of Mission Impossible, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to re- point out real quick that some of the listed costumes and or masks on that computer inventory are... Fatso mask, <laughs> mime Zach mask, whatever that is, galactic beauty, and fittingly, I think fashion victim. There's also a sexy nurse. Sexy nurse, fantastic. One hundred twenty-nine dollars. Um, wow, that is expensive. Maybe that's what uh, Ashley was wearing. That was a ripoff. If that was one hundred twenty-nine dollars, that thing looked like it cost like ten dollars. You know what? 
the outfit probably cost ten dollars, but once Laura Layton put on, it looked like it was worth one hundred and twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Queen, Queen of Hearts, by the way, one seventy nine ninety nine. In case anyone's curious, that's fucking ridiculous, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so so they they all take off because Paige is, or Emily's got the info she needs, and Paige like just gives this like super pissed off look to Shauna, just like what the fuck, you know? Well, no, like Paige kind of gives this look to Shauna, like like a shrug, like I don't know what's up with these girls, yeah. With with it's with Hannah that Paige is just like, what's wrong with you? Um, shut up, Paige. You're the worst. Meanwhile, at the brew, speaking Arya, of the worst, yeah, Arya's like sitting at a table doing homework, and Mrs. Fitzgerald comes in and walks up to her. Mrs. Uh, this, F, or I guess it's actually Miss F. I don't know. Whatever. But. This uh, Mr. F. This immediately throws Arya off her game. Mm-hmm. Arya's like studying or something, and. Miss F is like, oh, I wanted to thank you for what you said to Wesley. He's coming home to finish school now. And Arya's like, oh, I uh, didn't really do anything, but whatever. And uh, Diane Fitzgerald here, she just invites herself to sit down. Yeah. She's like, I know we didn't get off on the right foot, but your generosity towards my son really means something. Mm-hmm. And Arya's like, oh, well, you know, Wes needed a place to stay. It was nothing. And then, like... Fitzgerald lady is just like, oh, I was talking about Ezra. Like, West stayed over at your place? Hmm. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that interesting, you she little fi- slut? Yeah. She, she files out a way to use later. Um, Trick to you. Mrs. F wants to talk about the whole Maggie Malcolm situation. And, you know, Arya says, like, I don't want to get in the middle of this. And Mrs. F says, you know, that she was just acting in Ezra's best interest. She reminds Arya that Ezra was in high school at the time. And then she asks Arya... How she would feel like waking up to all of this drama, um, all that Arya, responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Arya tries to like take the Arya route, which my parents respect me enough to involve me in the decision, which is not true. Um, Mrs. F just takes that in, but she's not like done lobbing bombs. In the oh, this is war. this is insidious. She's just yeah. like, oh, you know, I'm sure your parents do. I must admit, I admire your courage. Staying with Ezra while his life turns upside down. It will change things, to say the least. Especially for someone like Ezra. You know he'll make Malcolm the center of his life. Then there's Maggie. And Arya's just, like, staring at her. Like, she's, like, she's thinking of something to say, looking away, and just kind of deciding, like, nope, not going to engage. This, like, this is F here. She's, like, Arya's kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Arya, like, an adult who treats her like a child, that's, like, the worst thing Arya can imagine. Well, and it's funny is that she starts off with... Like she knows Arya's weaknesses from the get go, because she she starts off by basically complimenting her, mm-hmm. and then planting like a hundred seeds of doubts right there. But Arya like she looks away, then she sighs and like looks down, and Mrs. F kind of smiles. She's a little more than bubbly, and she's like, "Well, I won't keep you." And she picks up her purse and leaves. And it's almost like she's just like, "I don't know why I thought this girl was on my level," you know. <laughs> Um, Arya's sad now. She's already knifed Arya's day and then pooped in those knife holes. So, mm-hmm. um, so Arya's face after Mrs. F leaves is just like, well, this is a lot of good Arya shit that chew up. Yeah. Uh, Cut to Hannah and Emily. This is it's Hannah's place. Yes, Hannah. I think it's Hannah's room. Yeah. Uh, Hannah just hangs up the phone on Caleb there. Who Caleb's gonna try to ID the credit card info they got from the uh, costume shop when Caleb gets back. Like, he could even do that. Like, I'm sorry, you can't just, like, 
like do some hacker bullshit and be like, this is so and so's credit card. And, like it's the cyber wolf of the dragon. Sorry, or... sorry, cyber wolf. I just doubt your your skills. I doubt Actual your kung fu. Bad guys. Yeah, I don't think you have enough kung fu to identify someone by their credit card. Um. So. Hannah finishes. Emily's there, staring off in the space, lost in thought. You know, Hannah fills her in what Caleb's going to do. And then Emily thinks aloud, do you think Toby would ever cheat on Spencer? Because that's the only thing that Emily can think of to explain how upset Spencer's been. And Hannah's like, Toby is as loyal as a Labrador. I don't think he'd cheat. Dot, dot, dot. And neither would Paige. Also, Toby's as ugly as a dog. Aww. So, so, yeah, I don't think Toby would cheat, and neither would Paige. And Emily's like, who said anything about Paige? And Hannah's just like, uh, your face? <laughs> Emily never worried about Paige until she saw her of Shanna. Shanna, Jesus Christ. And then there was some serious tension in that room, which, yeah, no shit. Um, Hannah feels bad because she's the one who initially put that thought into Emily's head. And then Hannah's like, are you sure Shanna's even gay? Like, she barely even looked at me. Emily's like, that's your criteria. And Hannah's like, uh, I'm just saying, you should have seen those chicks fighting over me at the bar. Yeah. And Emily's just like, this bitch. <laughs> and thus all my slash fiction begins as Hannah realizes that she's candy to lesbians. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hannah, you know, takes it back to Caleb's dad and that it's a real Aria move here. But she says, just because we've all gotten to the habit of thinking the worst of people doesn't mean it's true. And speaking of real Arya moves, <laughs> Arya then walks right she in. She like swans into the room. Climbs upon the bed, grabs one of Hannah's pillows to hug, and like stares at the girl with these like sad puppy dog's eyes, as mm-hmm. if she's giving them now permission to cease their lives and ask her what's wrong. It's like you can see like like around her head there should just be like like rotating like little words that say Ezra all over the place, you know? Yeah. Arya, As her bubbles that keep popping. Yeah, flames from the side of her face. Arya, so despondent. I have so much puppy dog eyes. Like, please ask me anything, but hopefully about Ezra. Hello, real quick, I'm like, I pick up your reference there. Are mm-hmm. you saying that if PLO was a, was a game of Clue, is Arya Mrs. White? I think so. So would Hannah? Oh, God, I, that's Scarlet? a tough question. Um, Who would be Mrs. Peacock? I, I always hated Mrs. Peacock. I feel like Emily is probably Yvette. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. This is falling apart, folks. Yeah. But we invite you to, to get back at us with that. Um, so, so at least, like, like you can tell, like, neither of them wants to say anything. But they're just like, <laughs> you know, it's fine. Like, Emily lost a bet. She's like, is everything okay? And Arya's just like, Ezra's back. Sigh. And then she's like, and so is Mrs. Fitzscary. Mm-hmm. And Emily's face is just like, oh, shit, here we go. Well, I, I'm just looking at it right now. Like, Emily and Hannah both look away like, oh, geez. Like, here we go. We had plans for the evening, but now now it's Arya. The whole, all the scenes that will now ensue in Hannah's bedroom during this drama, like, you can tell that Emily just is going to her, like, mind palace mm-hmm. and staying there, like, just waiting for this all to end. Um, cause you can tell that these two girls would rather dive out a window than deal with this. So mm-hmm. meanwhile, at a fancy, fancy restaurant, not, is, not the usual restaurant it's somewhere else. Yeah. This is a restaurant. Well, we'll get into where this restaurant is. Um, later it's a fancy restaurant. She's eating by herself at a table. She's with, got a salad and like an entree in with front like of some her. like work papers or something that she's going over. Yeah. A waitress business papers comes up to her yeah, important business papers, um, with a giant 
wine glass. I mean, this is like a goblet of white wine. That is like got to be at least ten ounces of wine in there. That it is a lot of wine. Her iced tea on mm-hmm. the table. Um, and Hashi is basically like, "Oh, I didn't order that this time." <laughs> and of course, Wilden did because he like strolls right up. He's like, "I did," and he just like sits down and invited right across from Ashley. Ashley's yeah, like, "Well, Wilden's such a creep. He's just like boyfriend busy." Ashley's face mirrors what Emily's yeah. face was doing in the previous scene. Ashley's like, I'm not going to discuss my personal life with you. And Wilden, because he's such a creep, he's just like, I was just trying to make small talk. Yeah. And Ashley's like, yet yeah, something tells me I should have my lawyer present. And Wilden's like, oh, no need to make it official. And so Ashley's like, uh, if you want to talk, talk. And he's, all, he's all like quiet for a moment. Yeah, he's like, and- oh, don't get upset. I'm here yeah. as a friend. And Ashley, like with a great smile, she's just like, we're not friends. Yeah. But, you know, he's kind of like, he looks like really upset as she like shoots down the notion of them being friends, especially since he adds, they have a history. And Ashley's just like, without a, without a hesitation, a history that is ancient as well, far like, as I'm concerned. The smile drops there, you know, yeah. history yeah. that's ancient. Yeah. Uh, Wilden's just like, look, I know my record isn't spotless, especially with you, but I take my job seriously. I don't want anything to get in the way, especially something outrageous. Teenagers aren't aware of the ramifications of what they say. And Ashley's like, if it's outrageous, why do you care? And I like how Wilden is the one now to give the, uh, you know, town like this. Yeah. Accusation yeah. like that would be the enemy. Yeah. And Ashley, just because she's a good girl, she's like, is there any truth to it? And you can see Wilden, like, he's just like pissed that she even asked. He's like, of course not. What do you think? And she just, like, stares at him, like, yeah, that's what I think. Her face is like, you do not want to answer that question. Bad mm-hmm. things. Bad things. Yeah. And Willem's face is like, yeah, I probably deserve that. She's like, I think you brought this glass of wine for the wrong person. So she just, like, stares at him until he finally gets up and leaves. The only thing that would have made this scene more perfect is if she, like, threw that 10 ounces of wine in his face. Ashley would never do that. That's, that's a waste a of wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... So meanwhile, at the brew, Spencer is like sitting on a couch by herself in the liar's nook, reading a book. Um, I don't think we can see what the book is. No, uh, pretty hard. In case anyone's curious, she's like in jeans and like a button-up shirt with rolled-up sleeves. She's this is very casual, like crazy hair, Spencer. And then there's fucking Ren scoping her out, moving in for the kill. He asks if he can jolly old Ren. Yeah, Yeah, and she says sure, and he sits at the chair across from her. He wants to discuss their little road trip. Um, she says that she was wrong, especially since he just wanted to help her and she just wanted to use him to get bloody revenge on Mona. <laughs> and then she gives him what is actually a very heartfelt, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he's, he says, well, you shouldn't be. And then he says, I deserve to be used. You know, he likes being used. And Spencer's face is just like, for a moment there, it's like, oh my God, that's the creepiest thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Yeah, basically he's like, well, to be honest, I was only there to scam on you in the first place. You know, Toby's out of the picture. Mona called me. Not the carpenter. Yeah. Mona called me, told me you're in trouble. I heard about the Toby thing. But, you know, I know it was wrong to swoop in so quickly. I let my feelings cloud my judgment. So I'm sorry to you. And she says, thanks. And a really, yeah, she, she like considers it and she's like, thank you. So he then, you know, because he is basically a therapist and says, you're angry towards Mona. Is she the one who came between you and Toby? And Spencer, after a pause, is like, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> and I think he senses that there's like volumes of subtext there. And he says, you know, forgive me. It's none of my business. Because this is this is one of Ren's moves mm-hmm. where he kind of comes in, gets sincere, gets earnest. And then 
tries to retreat, waiting for the girls to like like stop him well, and bring him back in. For you manipulative sociopaths out there, that's a really strong move to be like, yeah. oh, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, it's none of my business. Because the natural reaction of the other person is going to be like, oh no, it's okay, and then like explain to you. Well, I feel like Ren is reading like basically the. Uh, the Freudian like NLP books, you know what I mean? Like whatever, like the psychoanalytic version of like the game mm-hmm. or the mystery method is, you know, like, yeah, he's like, these, this step, like this close away from like negging. How to fake like you are nice and caring. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I really so, want to know what that book is. It's bothering <laughs> me now. She does. And she says, uh, um, she, st- she stops him and she like, you know, tells him that the night, you know, with Mona, was bad, but some good things did come out of it. And she says it was nice being with him. And Ren almost blushes. And yeah. says, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought so. And Spencer smiles because Ren is really such a pussy. <laughs> and he's like, do you fancy taking another stab at dinner? Uh, anywhere but Lewisburg. And Spencer actually laughs at this. And it's it almost seems genuine. Like, this is the first time you've seen spencer crack a smile that wasn't like purely gallows humor in like well, five episodes i feel like the sheer audacity of him asking her out again yeah. surprises like, her yeah she's like wow yeah whatever <laughs> you went there huh mm-hmm. <laughs> so in hannah's bedroom Arya's sitting in the exact same spot and <laughs> hannah and emily are in the same spots even though they're all clearly well into unpacking Arya's problems. And I just think from the body language here and the blocking, you can tell how Hannah and Emily are trying to stay on the outskirts of Arya's latest fucking problems.com here. Um, and <laughs> Hannah's just, like, Oh, I just took a screenshot of the screen, screen cap of this shot. Like they're just, they both had this like tilted head look as they're talking to her. Like what the fuck? Arya? And Hannah's like, since when do you care what this hose beast thinks? And hose beast. Hose nice. Yeah. That's a nice. That's nice a total part. Hannah. Hannah busts out like some salty language every once in a while. Well, that's a that's a '90s word, right? I guess. I you don't think know. Uh, Hannah was inspired by our '90s PLO game? Hmm? Perhaps. So Arya says that Mrs. F isn't wrong, and that Maggie and Malcolm, with Maggie and Malcolm in the picture, everything is going to be complicated. And Hannah's face is almost like that's good that's funny yeah. Caleb and I are sexually aroused by the words it's complicated you don't know even what that means well and then Arya like she stands up because she's got to like speechify now and she's, she's take like the stage. god yeah. how did this even happen I'm actually having a conversation about my boyfriend's son it's my really it's like my relationship went from high school to minivan overnight and now now I have to go over to his apartment and have dinner with him and act like everything's okay she does that thing where like her her arms are still by her sides, but like mm-hmm. her hands are jutted wide open. <laughs> this is a move that you would do if like maybe you were belting out a number and <laughs> a song. Oh yeah. And Emily's just like, okay, Arya, like deep breath. And says, you know, give him more than 10 minutes. You guys have been through so much. And Arya's just like, I know. Sigh. Well, yeah. Through so much. Like the fact that your boyfriend is your former English teacher, mm-hmm. you know, and all those times that you tried to dump him. That's a lot. Arya says, don't you think it's a little weird he didn't call? Wes even thought that was strange. And Hannah's like, hold on. His little brother? Is there something you're not telling us? And Arya's like, what? No, no. Okay, Emily- maybe for like 2.5 seconds, but no. I just miss Ezra. Emily is mostly keeping quiet during this bullshit storm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I feel like as soon as she mentions like the Wes thing, they're just like, oh, God. Well, I feel like like there's a moment there where like Shay Mitchell opens her mouth. 
like I think she's sighing, but I almost wanted to think that you could like see her mouth in the words like unbelievable or even like <laughs> typical. Um, so Emily then drops in. And it seems like Arya is talking to everyone in the Fitzgerald family except for the one that matters. And Arya, like, she looks at her like, this is not the info that I wanted. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is not what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear my voice, Emily. Shut up. Um, so meanwhile, on Main Street Rosewood at night, Spencer and Ren are walking down the street, talking and laughing. Presumably having just gotten dinner, I, I'm guessing, or something. Or something. They they then pass what looks like a nice little outdoor eating place where you can literally eat on the sidewalk. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I would totally live in Rosewood. This seems like an awesome town. This This little outdoor thing, though, is weird. It's not like the sidewalk is next to the outdoor thing. You're literally walking in between like the rows of tables mm-hmm. on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, the rows, the tables are on the sidewalk. I mean, here's what I'm saying about Rosewood. Like, number one, there seem to be a lot of like kind of cool, kind of downtown exurby type of places. Uh, you know, small town vibe that's not insular. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I feel like as a as an adult male, all the other dudes are scamming on high school chicks. So mm-hmm. you've got. You know, you can date your Ellas, your your Ashleys. Like, the the world is yours. Or, or, if mm. you really are into, like, slaying the young puss, this is also your town. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really hyping it for that. But all I'm saying is, like, so, you've got a lot of options as, like, a, an older dude because everybody else is trying to nail young chicks. So, in this hypothetical, would you say that, like, you would retire from podcasting, move to Rosewood, maybe take up baking? open your own little like coffee shop <laughs> funny you mentioned that all things considered uh but uh <laughs> no no I, I think i'd uh I'd, I'd keep podcasting and maybe join the police force because seemingly anyone can yeah and it doesn't take that long um mm-hmm. so i guess this is what passes though for like romantic nightlife in rosewood at, at least for people who do go out and socialize and like not hide in their apartment because mm-hmm. there's significant others underage um Spencer is telling a story. Maybe about, that's why Rosewood has a, such a uh, strong takeout game, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because everyone's <laughs> either having an affair of some form of illicitness. Um, Spencer's telling Ren this story about his beautiful paperweight that she stole from her Nana's house. And Ren. When she was am- young, yeah. Yeah, Ren seems amazed that Spencer would be a thief. He never had her pegged that way, which. Spencer says, you know, I would be, I was a terrible thief, which I highly doubt. <laughs> well, and Spencer's actually smiling, like genuine smiles here. It's, it's kind of nice to see her, like, you know, get away from the, the, the cloud she's been under for so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, she felt so guilty when she got back home that she actually buried that paperweight in her backyard. Just and, like Allison. Yeah. <laughs> and that paperweight, she says, is probably still there. Again, I just want to point out when, Spencer had to, like, rifle through Peter's desk. Mm-hmm. She already had, like, whatever the thing that was her excuse, like, ready to go, pocket in hand. We know that she can pick locks. Um, if anybody could, like, become a cat burglar on this show, it's Spencer Hastings. I mean, if, if not Mona, but sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Spencer's, like, immediate guilty reaction is to bury something in the backyard. <laughs> Perhaps you uh, hit Allie over the head and then buried her in the backyard, too. That's what you do if you're broken toys. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ren stops him there. He he hates to cut it short, but he promised a colleague that he'd cover for them. And Spencer's like, that's fine. You should yeah, go. Go. Save, some lives. save some lives. Uh, but he's had a lovely night. She did too. And he goes in for the kiss and she kind of like, just like flinches, like almost instinctually. Yeah. You know, and he's, he apologizes. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. But then she like 
It's like she like does the math and she's like, no, like, no, I'm, I'm unattached. Like, fuck this. And she like leans in and kisses him. Well, she, she like throws her, her face into the kiss, Mm -hmm. which where like, she's all mouth first. And to me, this is the body language that says, I know this is probably a bad idea, but if I just get it initiated, I'm halfway mm-hmm. through it. You know what I mean? Or oh, I, I think it's just wanting to be like, no, like this is a decision I'm making. I'm not going to like be beholden to like a failed relationship here. You know, which works because Ren fucking melts mm-hmm. into that mm-hmm. kiss when they when they do the long shot. Like Ren does that thing where he lifts, he lifts up the leg. leg. Yeah. <laughs> he should. Uh, yeah, they keep making out there on the sidewalk, and then we get I love for about PLL mm-hmm. just the faintest quick shot of somebody in a red coat walking past them across the street like in the foreground yeah it's it's very clever because you might you might miss this on first watch but it's definitely it definitely happens a uh pop culture reference that has nothing to do with this would be like the opening of pulp fiction when you don't really notice but you kind of notice later that uh, john travolta's swagger like goes in front of the screen Mm -hmm. um so meanwhile ezra's place aria shows up like a bag of something and the first thing she hears is mrs fitzgerald saying i hardly think that's fair yeah, she walks in on Fitz arguing with his mom, and this is just like, I mean, there's some petulant shit going on here, and oh they're they're arguing about Malcolm and whatnot, and Ezra kind of tries to bring Arya into the argument, he's just like, are you sure you don't want to tell Arya about how you've been hiding my son from me, ever, you know, and how that was in everyone's best interest? And best interest, those are the words you used. is just like, I can go, like, this is not hot. Uh, and Esther's like, no, 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 stay. Yeah. And this was her all just like, uh, you know, maybe we can continue this another time. And Esther's like, oh, so you can try to manipulate Arya out of my life again. And Arya, she's like, Ezra, like, seriously, chill the fuck out. You well, know? she Arya looks over at one point and sees that there's like a card and like a dinosaur in present. Mm-hmm. These are all clearly gifts for Malcolm from Mrs. F. Ezra, like, like Mrs. Fitzgerald tries to leave a few times. Ezra keeps stopping her. And it's like, number one, he really thinks that he's going to win some points by crucifying his mother in front of his high school girlfriend here. I mean, yeah, arguing with your mom, that's But it's hot. like, I feel like this is Ezra's like, you know what? I have no comeback to the things that Arya said to me earlier. Well, that, so he this, has to go all in here. Yeah, this he, is how, how he goes all in. He he gets a real self-righteous, but then he starts working in how much he loves Arya into his rant against his mother. Yeah, it's like this big declarative thing. Yeah, he, like, I love Arya, you're not going to come between me. And Arya just starts, like, feeding off his, like, petulant boyish love. All right, and you can tell she's like, well, I'm kind of enjoying this now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Go on, sir. Yeah, I mean, for a moment there, I really got this impression that Arya was worried about him taking this place, dressing his mom down so brutally. And then it seemed like, yeah, she really is loving it. I mean, the thing about mm-hmm. Arya and the Fitzgerald boys, it's not that just that she loves winning these two over so completely. It's that it's that kind of like lightning orgasm that mm-hmm. one of the Highlander gets when they cut off somebody's head. That's what Arya gets. Yeah, she gets more powerful. Every time Ezra in a new situation has to confess his love for her. So uh, finally, yeah, like Ezra's done, and Mrs. Fitzgerald's just like, "Well, I think you've made your feelings perfectly clear." Mm-hmm. And she like gives him a look. She heads over the door and gives Arya a look. She almost like shoulder checks Arya. I felt like, and then Ezra stops her, and he's just like, "I think you're forgetting something." Makes Mrs. F give him the key that she had made back. 
Yeah. And she just kind of like slaps it in his hand. And she bounces. And as soon as she's gone, Arya just like stares at Ezra and then like runs over and like shoves her tongue down his throat. Well, but before that though, he's like, he apologizes to Arya for her having to see that. Even though that's exactly what he fucking wanted her to see. Mm hmm. Although even now I'm looking like when she like runs over and kisses him, she still I feel like the passion isn't quite there like it used to be. Arya is She's trying, but it's it's not the same. She's ever the actress in this mm -hmm. stuff, you know. She's trying to fool Ezra for herself. So meanwhile, Emily's bedroom. Emily is doing some shit. Paige is over. Paige is wondering if Emily has any idea why Shauna got in trouble for emailing confidential information about their customers. And Emily could care less about Emily's that. like I needed to find out who rented those costumes Paige says so you you know so badly you wanted to risk somebody else's job and Emily clearly just like fuck it I don't care she's like she's, it's, it's complicated like like I care about Shauna's fucking job little harlot uh, she's like lol Shauna that fucking like sub disposable human mm -hmm. hashtag sorry I'm not sorry yeah. um, Paige is Emily says it's complicated. Paige says, okay, try me. You know, I think there's more than you're letting on here. Is it about Mona? Did she kill Garrett? And Emily finally turns around because she's been like folding some clothes and she's just like, I don't know. You know, this might be bigger than Mona. She might be working for someone. We don't know who. Yeah. And Paige is like, why didn't you tell me this? And Emily says, because I was being protective. Same as you and Caleb. Yeah. Uh, now it's your turn. Shauna, spill it. You know, like I saw the way you two looked at each other. No half honesty here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Paige says that Shauna, you know, her dated over the summer for three weeks while Emily was in Haiti. Um, this is before it, her and Emily really dated at all. Yeah. This is before that night. Mm -hmm. Um, and she says that she never mentioned Emily because she didn't want to hurt her. And Paige assures Emily that's over between her and Shauna. And Paige then says, Oh, this is a great line. You should, this is the creepiest like, thing ever. Bros and, 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 you know, ladies out there, use this on your woman. Uh, Shauna was just a substitute at a time when I never thought I'd get the real thing. <sighs> that that definitely works. I just, that, that's what everyone wants to hear. I just shuddered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Paige then tells Emily that she loves her, and she does this weird like swoop in for a kiss. Mm -hmm. And Emily's just like, "You're grotesque. I adore it." Well, Emily kind of she, she acts a little cold for a few more seconds, and then she smiles, and they make out. And of course, someone's watching this out the window too. Probably also shuddering. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the A's out there, you know, Mona's just like, holy shit, Emily, you let that line land. Like, that's so creepy. Well, and, like, and this is me saying this, Emily. Yeah. I feel like Mona's like writing down her notes like, Emily, fucking respect yourself. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. So also, Paige, respect yourself too. Just saying. Also, cut off that Padawan braid. You don't deserve it. Um, Spencer's walking down the street by uh, night by herself. Texting. That's important. Yeah. She looks over and she sees a girl in a red coat with a blonde with blonde hair watching her. Once she's noticed, red coat turns and starts walking. Well, I love down how the man the, the the way they they edit red coat is so good because as soon as it cuts to red coat, red coat starts to turn and walk away. It's it's obviously a girl in like black leggings, a red coat, and a blonde hair. But it's like as soon as you see Redcoat, Redcoat's already turning and to walk away. It's always yeah. so mysterious. Spencer looks determined as fuck and goes after her. She gets to that same corner, looks down, and doesn't see Redcoat. I, I like it because it's an echo of that previous moment where Spencer bailed on Arya when mm, she was yeah. seen. Um, so meanwhile, back in Hannah's room, Hannah's just on also, her laptop. She doesn't see Redcoat. Redcoat's gone, yeah. 
Yeah, Red Coat's gone. Hannah's on her laptop listening to music. Next to her on the pillow is her phone. It's ringing. It's Ashley we see from the caller ID, but Hannah doesn't hear it, doesn't see it, doesn't answer it. We should say it's it's mom. The The photo she has for Ashley is the two of them together, like, doing a selfie. I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. So we're outside the restaurant that Ashley was at, which is called Voodoo, uh, which translates as Golden Calf. Le Voodoo. This place is like seemingly calf. out in the middle of nowhere. Like, is that like a woods. weird, like, Moses reference? I don't know. It it might be in the same street as Spencer's house or Allison's house, for all we know. Oh, I think the set definitely is, sure, yeah. Yeah, so as she's walking out of the place you know, on her car, she's leaving, or to her car, she's leaving Hannah a voicemail. Ashley she drives says, a Mercedes. Yeah, she says that she saw Wilden and that she and Hannah need to talk about what Hannah told her earlier. Um, Ashley is parked, like, right in front of the place there's no other cars around there's a there's like one other car i can see uh well, but yeah so she well two, like, two other she, cars i should say is she like shutting this place down i mean is this like merlots like what's happening here um she gets in her car she starts up a car to drive away and then we see that parked you know a hundred yards behind her was wilden who's in his car who starts up the lights and you know follows her yeah wilden turns on his lights and then drives off after her very creepy, because Wilden's a fucking creep. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we come back to Melissa, House Hastings. Melissa's like on her iPad in the kitchen there. Spencer walks in, and Melissa just looks her up and down. Well, Spencer walks in, and she she doesn't see Melissa right away, because she has a smile on her face. And then she's like surprised, like, oh, Melissa. And she she keeps a smile, like, like Spencer's happy. And Melissa, yeah, Melissa just kind of like Terminator, like, you know, appraises her there. With one look, Melissa drains all that self-confidence out of her. And Melissa's like, what did it take to drag you out of bed? And Spencer says, oh, yeah, I just need some fresh air. And she walks past Melissa, but then Melissa stops her. And she's like, Spencer, I know it's none of my business, but no company is better than bad company. <laughs> and she's like, she's, she's turned around to like talk to Spencer face to face here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Spencer's like, what's that supposed to mean? And Melissa says, I bought Ren that cologne. Because mm. obviously she smelled it. Mm. And you can just see all of Spencer's, like, everything she regained, like, all the happiness that she was able to discover in this episode just drains away. Mm. And she just feels, like, gross and awful again. Here. She looks crushed. Melissa knows yeah. exactly what to say to ruin her little sister. But at the same time... Melissa is kind of being like the good big sister here in a way. She's like, seriously, like Spencer, like that guy's bad news is what she's trying to say. Right. And she, that may be totally correct, but it, it crushes Spencer at the same time. Well, I feel like, you know, Melissa's thinking like, there's two things I love to do more than anything else. I like Mm -hmm. to be sisterly and I like to be shitty. (laughs) <laughs> and I can do both of these in one foul swoop. Here. She's like, I, I just told you the guy you had a good time with was is is a bad guy, and I reminded you that you like you know ruined my uh my engagement as well. And guess what? I'm right on both counts. Mm-hmm. And I can just smell cologne on people. I can I can smell it on you. You're fucking filthy, you slut. Yeah, yeah. Um. So at Ezra's place, Arya sits on the couch and she watches as Ezra throws the presents for Malcolm away. Um, he inspects that dinosaur for a moment and is like, yep, that's a plush little dinosaur into the round file. <laughs> um, and God forbid this kid get nice things. Cause the better present here is Ezra sticking it to his mom, like a real man. Mm-hmm. And Arya's like, 
can't you just like donate that? And he's like, oh, knowing my mom, there's a tracking device in it. I'm a douche. Yeah, I mean, you could donate that, Ezra, or, you know, you could let your girlfriend play with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he joins her on the couch, puts his arm around her, and she says, uh, so does Malcolm know you're his dad? And so we find out, not yet, actually, Malcolm doesn't know. That's a big step. They're kind of easing into it. Uh, I guess just like, I mean, what's the idea there? You just like work Ezra in a lot, and then eventually you're like, by the way, this dude's your dad. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes kind of sense. I don't know if there's a good protocol for that, but yeah. So, uh, Arya's like, well, whatever you decide, I'm here for you. Yeah. And if memory's, if her memory's correct, it's her turn to pick the movie, and they're definitely watching anything but Chinatown. And Ezra says, one of these nights, you're gonna stay awake through that entire movie. And Arya's just like, "Mm, nope. Arya in Chinatown? LOL. Oh, what? I mean, so the, Ezra has apparently been trying to like get Arya to watch Chinatown. Like, this is the movie. He's like, no, seriously. Like, this is like his Empire Strikes Back. He's trying to force Arya to watch. Um, I, I what wanna, what do we read into from that? We read into my intense desire to see one of the the pillow liars go. My, my sister, sister, my, my daughter. daughter, my sister, my daughter. Yeah. Also. Can I just say, old school Faye Dunaway would be mm. fucking amazing in this show. Oh my god, yeah, she'd be awesome as as one of the parents or, or something. Like as like Melissa. Oh Whoa! My god. Holy shit! Right? Yeah, yeah, mind orgasm. Um, so Ari gets up to but make like what? Point. What is Ezra trying to communicate there? Chinatown. That's a very interesting choice, Ezra. I, I would not have pegged you for it as a Chinatown guy. Yeah, I don't know. It. it He's Ezra's just like, my brother, my son. And Arya just like throws up. <laughs> Don't you want to see like Roman Polanski walk in and like slit Ezra's nose for being a nosy guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, Arya gets up. You, I, I actually took a screen cap, by the way, real quick. And I paused the episode. And as Arya is like talking to Ezra, she's making this very like like tiny eye slit gesture because that's where it paused <laughs> and i just pictured like lucy hale telling the chinaman joke <laughs> what's the matter Yesra? you're screwing like a chinaman we could go on this forever um so Arya gets up to make popcorn ezra's phone rings he answers it it's maggie with instant bad news well and what you get you only get his side of the conversation and he's just kind of like hello oh whoa, whoa, slow down slow down yeah. no, no no she can't do that you know, no, 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 we're gonna figure something out, and then he's like, kind of like Arya's like, "What's going on?" And he's just like, "Oh, my mom's selling Maggie's condo. You know, she's gonna have to move out." And he's just like, "No, no, no, you've got rights. You know, you no, know, we're gonna talk about this. Don't worry about it. Nothing's gonna happen overnight." Yeah. This, this is one of those things that drives me nuts. I mean, they they do a good job of communicating what's important in this scene it's, and the way it's blocked out. Um, we can see that like close up on Arya's face as she watches him she realizes this is really the first blow in the cold war mm-hmm. you know but like she does that thing that's super annoying to me in real life where like you've just gotten that important phone call and you yourself are trying to figure out what's happening and the person you're there in person with won't stop fucking asking you questions like hello i can listen to one of you at a time yeah she noticed that Ezra has like some weird like African masks on the wall. Yeah, I did. It's really strange. Like, w- would you get those from Cosplus? I mean, what the fuck, Ezra? What What is the the overall motif of Ezra's apartment besides just goofy hipster? 
I think that's about it. It's like, it's like stabs at culture. Well, I mean, do you think Ezra bought those or do you think like Arya gave them to him as like a gift? I think Ezra got those. Hmm. I don't know where Arya would buy those. I don't know if they have a cost plus in Rosewood. Um, I just want to say real quick, uh, a correction from previous episodes. I kind of had joked about the name of CC's shop, which is where I think he would probably buy those masks. It's mm-hmm. called the Diva Dish. God. That's which horrible. is heinous, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so now she's car. She's driving on a secluded country road, and suddenly, like police lights and a siren come on behind her. So she sighs. She stops well, the car. It's an interesting shot because, like, the camera is like mounted on the dash, and so it's kind of like she stays stable as like the the scenery rocks behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting choice, but yeah, lights come on, and we see uh, Wilden has pulled Ashley over and put a siren up. And he gets out and walks over with the flashlight. And Ashley doesn't realize it's Wilden yet because she's getting her license out and she rolls down the window. She knows the routine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, light's right in her face. She can't see anything. What's the problem, officer? And then he finally drops the light, you know, from pointing it right in her eyes. And she's just like, what the fuck is going on? Well, he's like, have you been drinking? And she's like, you know that I haven't been. And he's like, I know that there was a drink at your table tonight. Yeah, he's like, he's He's giving her this, like, bullshit, like, officious, you know, like, well, I'm just a cop, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know you had a drink at your table. Step out of the car. And she's like, where are you going with this? And he's like, are you refusing an order from an officer of the law? Step out of the car, please. So she sighs. She gets out. We cut back into the interior of his police car. And we see that his, like, dashboard cam is, like, running on his little police laptop, capturing all it's this. It's getting all this, yeah. We also see that his Rosewood police cap is sitting there on the passenger seat. Um, so, meanwhile, at the Hastings Villa. <laughs> this. Meanwhile, at the Hastings Villa, the never-before-seen third floor of the Hastings Complex, where the Hastings have installed a, like, robot sauna, like, shower system. Like a smart shower, yeah. This is, like, an eight-person orgy shower. Yeah, I mean, Spencer, I don't want to weird you out or anything, but what do you think your parents are doing in there? Yeah. What do you think just Peter's doing by himself in there? Although, like, I feel like, I mean, these are glass doors on the shower. You gotta gotta lock the door into this room. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, or make it, like, opaque or something. Yeah, this mm-hmm. thing's got like a full computer interface. Oh, the I don't think thing... you could get a opaque enough. <laughs> the only thing missing from this smart shower is like the holographic interface where Spencer can like swipe things and like <laughs> fling graphics away like she's Tony Stark. Well, she sets it to steam at medium uh, and then sits down on like the little like sauna bench there. Yeah, so uh, she... she's in. She's wrapped in a towel, by the way. Um, yeah. Because because this is an ABC Family show, obviously she's not going to be naked, but. Right, she lays back, she tries to like relax, like closes her eyes, and out of the peripherals of sorts there, we see like an A, you know, slash black hoodie walking out of the room. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, let, let's take it there. There's a, probably a couple things going through Spencer's mind right now. Number one, she probably feels really gross and disgusting after Melissa's whole, like, cologne comment. Mm-hmm. So she probably wants to clean up from that. Number two... She's in the sh- the sauna here alone after a date with Ren. She's getting some some stress out, I think. Yeah, but I I think you know she's had like weeks of stress here. But I think the thing mm-hmm. that's probably most gut wrenching about Melissa's comments to her is that they're not wrong. Oh yeah, you know mm-hmm. it's not just that Melissa like 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 knifed her her whatever and then like shit in the holes. It's that 
like now she's possibly looking back on the night with friend and being like, Jesus, <laughs> you know, I'm smarter than that. Um, so on the darkened side of the road. You know, yeah. So we, I don't know if we made this clear where Wilden pulled Ashley over is like on this like dirt road in the middle of nowhere. It's just like forest on all sides. Well, again, where the fuck is this restaurant? Like, I don't know. If this is the drive back to town. What the fuck? Yeah. So Wilden's just like, we need to talk about Hannah. Can you keep Hannah quiet? And Ashley's like, call my lawyer, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Wilden says, I'm not the only one with secrets. You talk, I talk. And you could lose a lot more than your boyfriend. And Ashley says, don't threaten me. And she moves to walk back to her car. Then he grabs her arm and like yanks around. This is his move. This is his currency. Yeah. Grabbing women by the arm. This is nothing compared to what I'll do if Hannah talks. And Ashley's like, I wonder what your lieutenant would, uh, you know, how, how your lieutenant will respond when he hears you're threatening a child. And Wilden's like, I'm not going to think this through, Ashley. Yeah. Um, and she's like, how do you live if yourself? And I want Wilden to be like, it's really hard. Okay. Yeah. Um, she pulls away. She walks back to her car. He screams out, Hey, we're not done here. She gets in the car and he just stands right in front of her car. Yeah. And she's like, get out of the way. And he's like, I can't let you go. And, you know, when he said this, I remember thinking to myself, is he being put up to this? Because he seems to be acting way more intense than he normally is. Yeah, he is he is more nervous. It makes me wonder if either A or some other force has, like, forced him into this confrontation. Well, so what, what, especially because he yells at her, he can't let her go. Either you shut Hannah up or I will. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah, maybe Wilden got an A text about Hannah doing something because it's not just that, you know, what Hannah said to him at the beginning of the episode would have him nervous because, of course, it would. But, like, there were three other girls there. Also, well, there's Jason De Laurentiis, which I don't think Wilden necessarily knows is. Well, and there, there's always been this suggestion of the NAT club that Ian might have been working for somebody else, that there was another party. And right. I think for a while you're thinking maybe Wilden was the kind of overseer, but maybe that's not it. Maybe there's somebody else who they're all kind of like reporting to or, or under this person's thumb. Cause well, it really, it really seems like Wilden is not acting as himself. Right. Like, like he, he looks like he's under stress. And and kind of having to be more horrible than he normally is, you know, like like he wouldn't normally do this. That's the vibe I got from this scene. Well, and the NAT club thing is is a good point. He has a connection with them. It's not just that he worked with like Garrett. It's that mm-hmm. we saw him at Eric and Noel Khan's party there with the older kids in the first secret. They were seemingly all friends or acquaintances back in the day. Yeah, right, right. Um. So he starts to pull his coat back, and he is straight up reaching for his gun in the holster on his hip there. And Ashley's been honking the horror to me, like, get out of my way, you know, like yelling at him. But yeah, he's like, his arm is, you know, going back for the, the pistol. Mm-hmm. And so she just revs the engine, floors it, and sends him up over the hood. He yeah. dries off. He flies off into the side of the road. And it's, then- it's hilarious, by the way. So it's, it's, I, hard to describe that visual but the sight of ashley just like yelling and running over wilden is awesome well it's just like it's such gratification to the audience well because at the last minute she just like screams she's just like yeah like runs him over i want to see a clip of that but like insert spencer's die Mm -hmm. um and then we make sure to see that the police cam, like in the dashboard cam, caught all of that yeah dash cam caught all that and wilden's just like lying on the side of the road now so 
outside of, meanwhile, Cece's apartment, which is uh, number 817, even though it appears to be on the first floor. I could. That can, I mean, this is like a, a street number, not an apartment number. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Emily, like. Because, yeah, like, we should say this is like an exterior shot of like a street. Emily just like walks like up, knocks on the door, but the door's already like ajar. So she lets herself in, calling out for Cece. Um, inside we see Cece has a suitcase out and she's packing in a huff and Emily sees all this, takes all this in and she's just like, is this about Wilden? And Cece's just like, you think? Well, very notably as Cece is packing, uh, she hears Emily and she shuts her, her suitcase immediately. And, and if you're paying attention at all, you'll see that in that suitcase is a red garment Mm -hmm. that perhaps is a coat, a red coat. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's very curious. Like we're just like, well, was that was that a red coat there that I just spied? Yeah, yeah. They play a few nicely there though. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's either a tease in the audience or indeed you've just spotted red coat. Um mm-hmm. Cece says that she thought that Emily would keep a secret or could keep a secret. Then she asks Is there anyone in the town he didn't tell? <laughs> yeah. Emily says that she saw that picture of Cece Allison and Wilden on the sailboat, you know, the one of T Pain Sandberg. And Cece says, Well, yeah. You know, Allie thought Wilden was cute, and she asked him if he could, like, take them for a ride. So, you know, Emily asks Cece, why did you lie about this? And Cece says, I don't have time for this shit, you know. She seems, like, scared to death. Yeah, and Emily says, you're not the only one who's scared. Please, there's something I need to know. And Cece says, I thought Wilden got Allie pregnant and killed her to keep it a secret. And Emily's like, so is it true? And Cece says, I don't know what's true. Wilden's sure going out of his way to deny it. And... If there's one thing Allie could do, it's tell a good lie. Yeah. Emily seems furious about this. So she says to Cece that, you know, if you thought Will and killed her, like, why not turn him in? And Cece's like, to who? Like, one of his pals on the force? I didn't know who I could trust. And Emily, Cece moves to leave. You know, she's ready. She's packed her shit. She's getting out of town. And Emily's like, you know, obviously, like, not that fast. She's like, Jason saw you at his house the night Allie disappeared. And Cece looks over and she's like, he told you that, huh? God, this is so messed up. And which like, Emily's just like, what the fuck do you mean by that? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. Cece's like, look, Allie called me. She's freaking out about some videos. Everyone wanted them. S- Spencer's big sister more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa begged Cece to talk to Allie. So Allie, or so Cece did talk to Allie. Allie left to get the videos, and that you know that's the last Cece saw of her. The next day, Allie was missing. So Cece gets all of her shit together. She's almost out the door. Emily stops her and asks a question that I I don't think I would have thought of. But I'm yeah, really. She did she says who took the picture? The one of the three of them on the sailboat. And Cece says Melissa Hastings. Cece out. And what? And Cece's face is basically just like enjoy that. Yeah, well, enjoy it- that nugget. It always comes back to Melissa. She's so mysterious, you know. It, it's almost like every time the liars run into a, uh, like a, a dead end or, or they're, you know, they're not sure what to believe. Melissa always pops back up as a, a suspicious actor in, in this game that they're playing. Yeah. Every, every other suspect is Melissa. Mm hmm. You know, we go from Lucas to Melissa to Ren to Melissa to Cece to Melissa. Melissa um, Hastings took the photo. So Melissa Hastings must have some connection to both Cece and Wilden. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
still a and Melissa was the one like brokering some sort of deal between CC and Allie that night mm-hmm. and Mona you know mm-hmm. has some kind of involvement with with Melissa there um but again it really brings up that question though who does the NAT club report to like who were they taking orders from who was mm-hmm. their uh, for lack of a better term client that, exactly. kind of how Jason framed it it was that they were basically working for someone. Someone might have been like bankrolling well, I think them. The, it seemed like the way he framed it was like he he theoretically had this idea, the NAT club, mm-hmm. but he he said that he got the feeling that Ian was working for somebody else, as right. though like Ian were passing his videos on to a, a client. And, you know, was, was it Melissa? Was it Peter? Uh, was it Wilden? You know, there's some other some other entity involved that's overseeing this. That maybe is A or maybe just some other kind of like leader of the NAT club. No one knows. Right. So meanwhile, in Spencer's awesome shower of doom, mm-hmm. the steam is like shooting out. And my God, fuck, this shower looks amazing. Um, yeah, it's up to 99, 102. Spencer's trying to turn it off, but air system not responding. Yeah. Spencer, your robot shower is attacking you now. Yeah, it's like, sorry, Spencer. I cannot mm-hmm. do that. Um, so she like starts like to, pounding on it. It won't turn off. Like the temperature keeps jacking up. 112 degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she turns around and try to open the sauna door, but uh oh, there's a plunger shoved between the two door handles there, so she can't get out. And then she sees like cleared up on the foggy mirror across from the sauna, the you know the, the letters appear and the steam. It well, says, it's like a mirror. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mirror. It says it's a note from A. Steamy with Ren, steamy with me. A. So Spencer freaks the fuck out. And mm. A is just on. On this shower is trying to kill Spencer now. The steam's blasting. Uh, temperature's up to like 125. Yeah. And Spencer shouts. She's pounding. You know, she can't get out. The she's doors, calling out for Melissa. Doors jammed. She's shouting for Melissa. She accidentally backs up against one of the steamers and it burns her on the back. And. And I like how it cuts to like downstairs, the Hastings house, just to Living show room. like, nope, no one's there. Yeah, no one can hear Spencer. Um, I feel like if she had been thinking more clearly, if she wasn't literally like in this death trap right now, she probably could have gotten out of this a lot easier. Like, I think the things I would have done would have been to like first just like throw my whole weight into that door, or if it wasn't ABC Family Show, mm-hmm. like take off the towel, hold it up to the glass, punch through the glass. I I've been smart and sexy. If it were me, I would have taken out the towel and tried to force it through the crack between the two glass doors and like move the uh the plunger in some way that way. I don't well, know. you presume that with enough pressure, eventually you could break that plunger. Um, yeah, this is the same move that we saw the burlap sack doll mask zombie like pull on the girls in the first secret. Mm-hmm. Which I know we've we've name dropped a couple times in this episode, but yeah, a little alarm is going off, you know, warning the user that the shower is too fucking hot. Um, which I like that like the the shower doesn't have anything built in to like <laughs> stop at this no, point. Not when it's a robot killer shower. Yeah, so Spencer's, on the secret third floor of the Hastings Manor, Spencer's like freaking out. She's like starting to collapse to the floor. She's still it's like she can't out breathe. Yeah, almost. And then suddenly, hero music. Arya comes running in. She's like, oh shit. She pulls the plunger out, pulls Spencer out of like the super steamer. Spencer collapses into Arya's arms, and Arya's just like, "What happened? What happened?" And Spencer obviously can't talk right now. Mm-hmm. It should be obvious to Arya that something crazy, sinister just happened here because she <laughs> did have to pull the plunger out of the handles of the door. Yeah. So uh, back 
but again, it's a nice turnaround from their previous scene because there's a, like an obstruction in a bathroom between them. And again, Arya, you know, is talking about how she needs Spencer. Team Sparia. Team Sparia will always reunite when they're needed most. Yeah. Um, so also, back- Arya is probably A, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, who else set that trap? And uh, she just burst in to the yeah. house. Yeah, why was she there? Floor. We'll get to that in a second. That's, that's rude. Hannah's yeah. kitchen. Hannah walks in. It's night. It's dark. Hannah's like in some like you know pajama clothes. Mm. She's going to get something out of the fridge. I don't know. It's like juice or something. And she turns around and like Ashley's just like sitting in the dark at the table drinking scotch yeah. or like whiskey or something. And Hannah's just like nah, you know. And she's like, Mom, are you okay? And Ashley's just like staring off into space with it's, a glass of like liquor in front of her. It's not until Hannah looks over and sees that it's whiskey that she oh, realizes, shit. Are you yeah, okay, some, Mom? Something is up. Yeah, and Ashley's just like, I think I killed Detective Wilton. So, to, to recap real quick, I know we don't need to, but I'm going to. The first time Hannah ever had a problem with this dude, Ashley Mama Bear fucked that problem away. Mm-hmm. The latest time that Hannah is in some shit with Detective Wilden, Ashley potentially just straight up murders him. <laughs> I know that we've already like given Hannah the Girlfriend of the Year award in the last few episodes, but is there like any real Mom of the Year for yeah. the Mom of the Year award here? She's the best and worst mother in Rosewood. <laughs> exactly. Um. So back in Spencer's room, or in Spencer's room, Spencer is like doubled over in a chair, like wearing a bathrobe. She she yeah, looks she's like, like a in a mess. hoodie actually. Oh, is she okay. Yeah. Was well, yeah. that kind of yeah, it looks a little bit like that, but yeah, she's Ari, like, she's got a towel around her neck. Arya comes in with a glass of water to give to her. And is this actually one of Toby's old hoodies? I wonder. Maybe. Okay. Arya, you know, Arya is actually like sitting down, like kind of rubbing Spencer's back. What's going on, Spencer? Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, thank God, I got your text. I'll stay here tonight." You know. So Spencer says that this was for revenge, and Arya's like, "For what happened with Mona?" And Spencer's like. For hooking up with Ren. Which, uh, phrasing. Like, to me, hooking up means sex. Yeah, yeah. Arya looks that, that That's up. that's the lingo I usually run with there. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, like, I don't know, are they sneak into a bathroom stall or something? I don't think she fucked Ren. No, no. Uh, and, so, and Arya's just like, had, Ren you? would have taken out an ad in the paper. Yeah. And Spencer's just like, it's a long story. Yeah. Arya says, why would Mona care about you and Ren? And Spencer kind of gets up and walks away from her to kind of be more dramatic here. And she's facing away and she's just like, call the banners. Mm-hmm. Call Hannah, call Emily. I need them to come over. And Ari's like, sure, why? And Spencer says, she looks back and she says, I know who's helping Mona. And there's this wonderful, like, 10 second, like, cut back and forth between Arya and Spencer as they stare at each other and it's uh, the panic in Arya's face as she's wondering if she's been found out as A. Well, like, I think as they push in Arya's face, I think what's supposed to be communicated here is Arya realizes gravely, like, this has got to be big. Mm-hmm. And Spencer is dropping the veil of darkness and madness to explain herself. This has got to be huge. Or but really, she Ar- looks guilty as shit. Yeah, or Arya's A and she's wondering, does Spencer mean me or Toby? <laughs> yeah, she looks she looks super guilty. But also... Spencer has just given Arya a masterclass in how you get up from a chair <laughs> and take command of the room. You get up from the chair, you face away, you say something dramatic, then you turn back around and like drop the hammer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotta um, work that into my life more. 
exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, so meanwhile, in the woods, where Ren's Ben Car is, or Ren yeah, uh, Wilden. Wilden. Yeah. We've been doing that. Wow, all. Ren Wilden. Yeah. I think both of them are insulted. That that slip was almost Freudian. Um, mm-hmm. the door to the car is still open. The uh, red and blue police lights are on. Well, the Hannah... car is just like it's still there. Yeah. The sirens on. Doors open. Exactly how they left it. Hannah Hannah Hannah's Ashley. driving, by the yeah, way. Well, I think Ashley's both shooken up and, and has drunk. been drinking. Yeah. Um, so Hannah wants to get out and check it out. And Ashley's the kind of mom that's like, you drive, daughter. I'm drunk. Yeah. Ashley doesn't want Hannah to have to see this, but Hannah says she's not letting her mom do this alone. So they get up and walk to the front of Wilton's car. Hannah's slowly. like, I've seen a few bodies in my day. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the beast of two backs. Um, they go to where the, his body should be. They approach it very like slowly, but his body is not there. Yeah, no one's there. It's just a empty road with the car just sitting there, light still on. It's very creepy. Yeah, there's no sound. Like the siren's not on, but the lights are on and rotating around. Mm-hmm. So where's Wilton's body? Ashley doesn't know. And then we cut back to that dashboard police cam, which is seeing these two women look around. Still confused. running. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we cut to the A layer, which is, I guess, the new A layer. Yeah, I don't know where this is. It looks like there's cinder blocks. I don't, I don't know like where they're it's in a basement or something. Yeah. yeah, it looks like they've just moved in. Like there's a small rack of black. There's hoodies. some boxes. Yeah, there's some crazy stalker shrine picture collages intermittently on the walls. Um, there's a dollhouse. Um, there's some flowers over in a corner. There's like and a, a record a, player and a cutting board. And a, ha- you know, the person in the hoodie has like four flowers that she. Like, uh, chops with a big ass knife, like chop the, the roses from the stems. And then she places these roses on like a little like wreath well, of flowers. Yeah. A, like she drops the needle on the record player to play 1954's Steam Heat by Patty Page. A little um, on the nose. Yeah. She, she, we say she, it's a black hoodie person with black mm-hmm. gloves. They use a giant kitchen knife, the kind that's used in horror movies more than cooking. Um, and it's it's piece of those flowers and it's like ranging like this like bouquet reef thing that you it's see a, it's like a memorials. funeral wreath because then a pulls out a big ribbon that says with deepest sympathy and kind of drapes it over the wreath so really i think a might have like a second career here in like mortuary affairs that they mm-hmm. weren't so good at being like a supervillain operating like a journalized hyper reality um but yeah with deepest sympathy that can't be good the, we cut out, but the last line of the song we hear is, I need your love to keep away the cold. <laughs> and that is the episode, Hot Water. It's a, it's a good fun episode, keeping, keeping the, the Dark Spencer saga and everything with it, like spinning along a new well, little wrinkle with Spencer's, Ashley and Hannah. Spencer seemingly finally ready to tell about Toby by the end of this episode. So you know that'll be good. The next episode is called Out of Sight, Out of Mind. Mm-hmm. And we will talk about that next time. Um, oh, let me check the trivia. Is there anything worth talking about from the wiki here? No. No? No. Featured music. I love when the PLL wiki tries to explain like the title. It's like, Hot Water could be a reference to water. Like a you PG know? Wodehouse novel? Come on, yeah. fuck yourself. Could be a reference to being in trouble. But yeah, like I like that we went from like dead to me to you know whatever happens and out of sight, out of mind. There's a lot of um, like general references to like effacement in the Dark Spencer saga. Um, every time I say that, I get a nickel. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brought to you by Carl's Jr. <laughs> it's a wonderful place to eat. Um, it's really not. 
So. So. Any last words? Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, give us some feedback. You can find us on Twitter. I am Benjamin underscore Light. And Marcus Sparks. We also have. You're bros just watch at Marcus Sparks, right? Just at Marcus Sparks. Yeah. We also have Bros Watch PLO two at Bros Watch PLO two. Drop us a line. Yeah, uh, website page is timetrialmurdermystery.com slash PLL. And if you really like the podcast, you can leave us a review in iTunes. That's always nice. Nice to hear from people. Yeah. And we will be back next time to talk about out of sight, out of mind. Until then. Bye-bye.